0: Hello and welcome. Welcome to the Earthsea Love Podcast. This podcast is for and about women of colour and our relationship with nature. Hosted by me, Sheree Mack. The Earthsea Love Podcast is committed to exploring the experiences Of women of colour with Mother Nature. We want to provide spaces where the hidden voices in their environmental and conservation conversations can explore their relationship with the natural world. Inspired by our time spent outdoors, we amplify the voices of women of colour. Our stories our conversations, interviews, photography, writing and artwork. We'll be exploring our legacies, histories and memories which have had an influence and effect upon how we perceive ourselves within the natural world and within the environmental and climate justice movements. Welcome the Earth Sea Love Podcast. The Earth Sea Love Podcast has been made possible by the funding from National Lottery Heritage Fund. Okay so it's me back again Thursday 15th of October and I'm going to keep this introduction nice and not sweet short yes short because the last one that I tried to record and I did record it it went into much longer detail and avenues that I didn't even know what I was going to explore So. This is second attempt, part two today of our intro to the conversation with Betsy Perez. And details will be in the show notes, but we do talk about being an adult survivor of childhood sexual abuse. So that is a disclaimer or a trigger warning right from the offset. We do talk about that and we do talk about the female body in a very sensual and pleasure-giving way. We talk about shame that is surrounding our bodies, especially black women's bodies, and we tap into that idea of environmental awareness is synonymous with black women's awareness. The idea that black women are the earth, what has been happening to the earth, the abuse and the destruction and how it's heating up. These are the same issues and um, behaviors and actions that are happening around Black women and our bodies. And um, so, yeah, this is a really good conversation. And I am gonna be quiet now. Read the show notes to find out what else is in. But also, <laughs> just listen to the podcast. Yeah. Thanks again for tuning in to the Earth podcast. And we are so honored and. We're full of joy to be sharing our stories because stories, our testimony, our voices are valuable and worthy and needed to be shared. Um so thanks. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.
1: I was just so excited that I really wanted to um I wasn't going to just be like oh we would in the morning let me kind of just show up no, no I I honor your time and oh. I honor this podcast so I I want to and we're talking about nature and we're beautiful hello <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you you thrill me you really do thrill <laughs> me <laughs> honestly it's so good to see you and I finally sit down and have a little bit of a conversation.
1: <laughs> I'm excited too.
0: I'm loving the sunflowers as well. Are then you've grown your own.
1: I wish, I wish I've grown my own. I I bought myself some flowers earlier this week um, and to my my altar and stuff. So yeah, I yeah. was like, you know, um where are where are altars as well, you know, and, and practicing like these things of beauty. Which I'm getting back into, which I like. I stopped for a really long time because, you know, girl, the shits. Mm-hmm. And um, so it hit, it the, was, fan. It it hit the fan. It hit
0: the fan. It
1: was. <laughs> <laughs> It took like all the other flowers with it. So I was just like, you know what? Um I love
0: sunflowers. They're one of my favourite flowers. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. They wow, always so make me for, smile. This is they for do. the both of us. <laughs> Thank you. And I appreciate that because I, over the weekend, was saying, I must get myself some flowers. I must get myself some flowers. And I didn't get any because there wasn't any that I really like liked or was, you know, feeling the energy from. So I didn't mm-hmm. get any. But What was it? Monday morning, I got a parcel through the post and a friend had sent me a peace lily um, plant for my new house, me and Ella, you know, my baby girl. Um, (laughs) And it was to bring peace and calm to the house. And I thought that was so lovely. So maybe I wasn't supposed to get the flowers because a plant was coming my way.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's gorgeous. And you know, that's that's really... It's such a beautiful way, like, of saying, like, get the things that really, that really speak to you and that you love and that are going to, you know, I think that was so great that you didn't get them if you weren't feeling them. No. I think that's
0: great. Yeah. But, you know, it's good that we do honor ourselves um, because that should be first and foremost, Yeah too long i've been waiting for others to honor me and (laughs) accept me and love me but really you know that was the wrong way around it should have been me it should have been me all the time (laughs) yeah so i'm practicing that now i'm practicing that now i always ask how are you how are you keeping how are you looking after yourselves in this time of turmoil awakenings disturbance yeah the whole shebang man how are you
1: thank you for asking um i am doing so well surprisingly well and um i put surprisingly there very on purpose (laughs) because um i who would have thought that this is where the world would have been in 2020 um Right. So I'm kind, I didn't expect myself in particular to be here in New York. Um, I thought that I would be in the Dominican Republic um, okay. with my family and I'm still kind of just figuring out some things. So for me, um, it really has been, uh, a time of some reflection without guilt.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, that is, so thats that is music to my soul. That is no kidding. It's like, yeah, reminder there. Thank you. Carry on. Yes,
1: it's that guilt, that guilt without pleasure because I did spend um, the last six, seven years um, really out of, of life in the way that, um, you know, functional adults should, have, should be in the world. Um, so for me... To be quite honest, this was what I needed because I had already experienced about six to like about six years of just being in the mud, being in the muck of it, and and really letting my what we understand as being a functional adult and individual, especially you know I could only speak for American culture. Um, in American culture, you know, so just let it kind of fall by the wayside mm-hmm. and this for me was really a moment for me to kind of, okay, put back together all of the things that I have gathered um, over the time and put it together in a, in a way that without the pressure, because a lot of it was under pressure for me. Um, the pressures of, you know, someone's, you know, my friends are working, but I kind of still can't, I can't regulate myself enough to to be, to, to be. Um, actively taking care of myself in the way that I want to and that I desire. So this time for me was really, really good. And I'm like, shit, I've been waiting for this. Like when the, like, why hasn't, (laughs) I've been resting. I've been trying to rest in peace. So I was so happy to have, um, you know, unfortunately it came in the way that it did, Mm -hmm. but I'm so, it was so good for me to see um, some people in my life that needed this rest and that, that needed to to rest and to be at home with other people, so that it can minimize like that stigma, um, mm. for for us collectively. And so for me, um, it has really been a point of um of really like admiring people's like intimate um like searches, like those intimate in like insights that they're having, mm. and and then for me, it's just really been a moment of um being able to see myself like, oh, this was a test for me. Like, am I going to be able to flourish and to keep myself grounded in this time? And um, it it really just has been a testament for me, like this whole,
0: this whole thing. So
1: that's kind of where I'm at. And where are you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. So, I mean, that was just so beautiful that you, you've, you've taken this time and this seen it as an opportunity to touch in with yourself to get, but you were already on this journey, but maybe this was like the the ultimate time that you were gonna take all this learning, this journey, this path that you want, and like, hey, I've got to learn from this. I'm listening to myself, I'm taking this wisdom. <laughs> and you have, honestly, I, you know, you've said about these six and yet seven years, and we'll get into that because I don't know the details. But to me, looking at you, you are flourishing, flourishing and blossoming. That is just even more of a testament for what you've just said and the, t- the period that we're going through, that you are um, beautiful, beautiful. And, and I'm not just talking about the physical, but the, the yeah. inside. Because the inside is what's coming out and is making you glow, glow. <laughs> so thank you for sharing that answering your question. How am I? <laughs> I love that laugh. <laughs> oh my God. I really don't know where to start, you know, cause, um, I bet I've been, I've been inside definitely, but I've even been more inside, you know, I've withdrawn from social media. I've been withdrawn from putting out this podcast, putting anything out into the world, really. And all that energy I've had to take within to actually try and build a new life. So all my creative energy has been going on creating a new, a new safe base yeah a home for me and my daughter um you know i i am going to do some kind of reveal <laughs> video <laughs> about about the changes because i have been absent and silent but it it's been needed it's been very much needed because it was taken a toll on my energy levels and my focus mm-hmm. to actually be out there and it was a case of like that's always going to be out there it is i mean even though what we've been going through you know times of changing and there's restrictions it's still there's still an out there and it's going to be still out there but i needed to check in with myself sort out my own shit and get some kind of order right. yeah um so that i mean and and again what you were saying i I about not feeling guilty about actually having some radical joy during this period, <laughs> you know? And I I do check myself and saying I shouldn't be really feeling this way, but then the flip side is this is how you feel. So, you know, embrace it, lean into it. And it has been an opportunity to slow down, check in with myself, reflect and make changes that needed to be changed but couldn't be happening when everything was on such a go, 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 Mm -hmm. pace, 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 being out there doing stuff. So yeah, yeah. Even if things are looking bleaker in here at the UK that they're Mm -hmm. shutting down even more, I acknowledge the suffering that's been happening and the death that's been happening. But there is that space for joy. And I am embracing that because we only have one life. We only have okay. one life. Yeah, man. So pleasure. Yes. yes so, pleasure so right. yeah, because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like, you know, I, I'm talking to you about pleasure. Yeah. And like, again, <laughs> your face lit up and then there's that smile of yours because <laughs> as your title, somewhere I've seen it, you've caught your, say are sexual reparenting and intimacy guide now that's one way that you describe yourself can you tell Mm -hmm. us what does that mean of course
1: uh (laughs) Uh, which is well sexually reparenting and an intimacy guide um that has one i uh, as a as an artist myself um as a as a written artist, as a spoken word artist, as a theater artist, as a wordsmith, right? Where I know that you're a wordsmith, Sheree. I could feel it. Um, <laughs> and you know, we're always, I love words. And um, I love using words and, and intentionally. I love the etymology of words. I, I just love it all. And um, sexually reparenting and and an intimacy guide, was something that I recently came up with for what exactly is that I do because um, going back to those six or seven years, um, I had been on the very intentional and mindful healing journey from the sexual abuse that I suffered when I was a child. Mm-hmm. So when I found myself at 22, 23, I, I, I had a, a moment where I literally felt like um, I woke up, like there was kind of like this crack in my spirit, in my reality, in my being where one day I woke up and I was like 23 years old. And if I lost the like the, the memory of the last like 13 years of my life where I was 10 years old one day and then all of a sudden I woke up and I was 23, kind of looking up adult like residual impacts of adulthood sexual abuse like I didn't even know where to start looking Um, and it kind of it took me on this whole journey of um, reparenting myself which is one breaking it down so sexually reparenting reparenting is this idea that we as adults give ourselves the the love, the emotional support, the spiritual support, the mental support that our parents, for whatever reasons why, weren't able to meet as children. Mm-hmm. So if we think about our development from ages zero to seven or zero to eight, depending on who you ask, um, these are the times where we are developing our personalities where we are developing how we relate to ourselves based on how the world relates to us. So in this time, the individuals, our caretakers, our guardians, whether they're your bio family, your adoptive family, whether they're the streets, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, They are really um, influencing and really setting the foundation for um, how we self-regulate ourselves, how do we show love to ourselves? How do we show love to others? How do we attach? So that is already um, something that we're all doing. We're all reparenting our inner child because the idea is that our inner child is always living with us, right? Yeah. I say that a lot of people ask, well, do I have an inner child? Well, yeah, our, our inner child is... Is, is, um, is We feel it in our emotions. Like our, our emotions are the, are the emotional kind of or energetic... A manifestation of our inner children mm-hmm. um and that's how kind of like I like to put it like those emotions that you have naturally whether they're the full spectrum of it like those are your inner children um um really propelling you to to understand what's going on inside of you so we're all doing it as adults kind of caring for ourselves learning how to talk to ourselves in a way that our parents or bullies or whoever um did and and just showing ourselves some more loving and Mm -hmm. meeting our own needs as adults so when you are sexually reparenting yourself which we're also all doing right in Mm -hmm. some way shape or form when we find ourselves having conversations about sex or what we didn't learn about sex what we want to learn about sex um, our ideas about sex and maybe reframing those things so we're all doing these things um, whether intentionally or, or unintentionally but when I started thinking about how like, not only do I have to now reparent myself just in general as an adult, um, and and having to learn how to talk to myself, to, to know that my child experience is, um, and my emotions are valid, mm-hmm. and that I have to learn how to be compassionate with myself and give myself the love and support that my parents weren't able to give me, then I'm also taxed, right, to some degree. And i um taxed. tax and also given the divine responsibility, Mm. right? Because it's taxing, like I'm just going to keep it above, it's taxing, but it's also a beautiful second chance for us to give ourselves the sexual education that our parents didn't have, because that is also the part of it. And then also the ongoing sexual compassion so that we can be the liberated adults that we envision for ourselves with like these taboos. Mm-hmm. And um, so sexually for myself has been this idea of providing myself the, the sexual education, the love and support that I'm gonna need throughout my life ongoing mm-hmm. um, in my recovery. So it's a really holistic approach for me that usually we, we are doing talk-based therapies and then you kind of have to go and see a somatic therapist, um, Mm -hmm. or some kind of sex therapist that, um, oftentimes they, is talk-based. So, um, I believe in inviting the body into the, into the healing and also your sexual, um, discovery in there as well. I think that it all happens kind Mm. of together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, because like, that's how, How I first met you was through the workshop that you were given in July, which was about writing the body. And it was a sensual writing workshop. And within there, we had um, breathing, visualization, mindful self-touch, and writing. And it was making that connection between creativity, the body, and trauma. And it did. It blew. It blew my world in a sense of how, because like you know, you're right. Yeah, I am a wordsmith, but I spend a lot of my time in my head. You know, I'm sort of like living from. You know, I'm drawing a line across my neck and upwards mm-hmm. from there, and then downwards is like, it has been a no-go territory. It has. It has mm-hmm. been. I'm not even. I'm not even yeah it's been a minefield maybe it has been a minefield but it's been a case of like there's been a lot of shame there and repression there and there's been you know you're saying about parents that idea of um i got my period when i was nine and i'm still waiting for that conversation from my mum about what that means you know becoming a woman about sex about your body and all i got from that, that First initial thing was like, oh, you're dirty, and you need to wash more, yeah. And um, so there's all that shame and hiddenness and secrecy around our bodies. So when I did your workshop, it's like I found it really liberating to be just like in front of my computer, <laughs> moving my my body. And, and I'm not even gonna say a sexual way, in a sensual way. So I was feeling through my body and then to invite my body onto the page after that, it was like, I don't know, it was like I'd been opened. Something had been opened mm-hmm. inside me. Can you tell, talk about a bit more about this, this connection yeah. with the body um, and the creativity and trauma onto the page? Cause that's what you do as what you, one of your workshops.
1: Yes, <laughs> and it's something that I I love to in, invite because for me, the page was, uh, was a minefield mm. for me. Okay. It was something that became crippling to to go to the page because it was the unknown for me, mm. and the page was a way of creating a body for myself as well because mm. I felt so out of my body. And, you know, the idea of like my body of work, right? Like, like, you know, what is your body of work? Can you show me your body of work? It was this idea that I was kind of playing with where it's like, I don't have, right? Like, how do you create as an artist a body of work when you yourself are not in your own body? So that part for me was really difficult for me because I'm like, I want to, I want to, I want to write. I want to do my work. I want to do all of these things. But every time that I'm about to express whatever is within me, there is this this huge resistance. And I realized that um, my my body was in the way of my writing. And I needed to find a way to invite my whole body to the process and not just my mind so that it can all be in unison, so that it cannot just be that my head is on the page or my body's out to lunch, and then Mm -hmm. um, when I'm finished kind of going off on the page, then I'm feeling raw. I'm feeling like I... I'm, I'm just open out in the world. I didn't know how to close things. Um, so I was, and I was also in a state of, I just wanted to purge. I just wanted to, um, get some immediate relief. Mm -hmm. And what was happening was too, that, um, I was just writing from a place that, uh, was painful and and I was just kind of like going and going and going and going and going and didn't really have and I was just I wasn't sewing myself up so what was happening I was kind of writing and then everything was I would just be raw for days on end and I didn't understand what was really happening because I hadn't I wasn't I was unable yet to to read about trauma because what was happening is that I didn't want to read about myself. I was frustrated that I had to read about myself from other people. And I began to really, un- and I was a big proponent that we are our first books. And mm-hmm. then that the, the things that we read outside of ourselves are, are supplemental. Yeah. So I decided to really work with myself to bring, how do I bring myself to the page? How do I bring my inner child to the page so that we can both write? Right. So that it's not just um, me as the adult saying that this is what we're going to do. You know, it's not my mind trying to drag my body. So how do I unify myself? And what I found was meditation. What I found was um, what I found was movement. Um, What I found was touching myself, waking myself up. And also um, sometimes my body didn't want to write. Sometimes my body just wanted to sit still in in front of a page. Maybe it just wanted a word, and it was a practice of me also honoring my body mm-hmm. because sometimes it, I didn't want it. I didn't have nothing to say, but I felt because I wanted to write. This is what we're gonna do. So that that idea also comes from um, not honoring my inner child and what my inner child wants or or mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't want, but the. And trauma doesn't allow us to be creative. and doesn't allow us to be in our bodies. It doesn't allow us to sit and to allow for the memories to come up in a safe, loving way. Hmm. So being able to sit and shake and move um, before we we sit at the page and this invitation to tell your story, because I want to believe that um, we are still an other to ourselves. To some degree, Mm -hmm. um, because as adults we're we're learning about our inner child, our inner children again, and how to be loving to ourselves. That it is an invitation, and I think that an invitation is always um, honorable, and it and it sets us up for um, also listening to our bodies to the subtle yeses and to a subtle no, and it's a low risk situation to to discern for discernment. I like to, I always encourage my friends, think about low risk situations where you can, where you can say no, or you can say yes, where Mm. you're not feeling like you're on the edge of kind of like losing it all. So Mm. I think that for me, practicing, do you want to write today? Like sitting with my body is a low risk situation for knowing like, this is a no in my body. This is a yes in my body. And these very little, small, like, iter- like um, practices, mm-hmm. like, we were, like, just practicing it, allows us to, um, in those bigger moments, right, mm-hmm. when it's like, my, this is a no for my body because I have invited my body many a times to things, and this is a no. <laughs> um, very much like your yes, when you were like, I wasn't feeling it, this isn't it, I, mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know. Like, that's a prime example.
0: Yeah, for, yeah. Like, really leads in well to the next bit because um, since we've moved house, the first day that we woke up in the house, my my daughter said, hey, can we ride our bikes to school? And it, it was like, you know, the, mouth, the house is a mess. We just managed to get back. Okay, okay then, right, okay, then. So we rode the bike to school and we've done it a few times since. Yeah. And it's so good because it's downhill and we freewheel, right? And we're just like, Squealing, squealing with joy and riding the bike, oh, yeah. yeah? But today, she says, Are we going to ride the bikes today? And I says, No, we're not, because I want to go in the sea. And that was me listening to my body. My body needed the sea and I couldn't do it all. I couldn't get on the bike and go into the sea and do it. So, so I just drove today because I needed to go into the sea. And that is where my inner child is most potent, most out there in the world, most alive. Yeah. And it is, it's because, you know, I just let go. I just let go. And that is with the sea, Mother Nature, and you have a you have a very strong practice with plants um, plant healing. Yes. So, can you share that with us, please? And how that how that feeds into you and your life and your body and your body.
1: I have been practicing um, the um, African spiritual technologies or religions. Um, really, ba- um really based and in, birthed in Afro-Cuba, in, in Cuba and what afro cuban what we know today as Lukumi, where I'm an Aborisha, meaning that I am not initiated um, as a priestess. However, I have received initiations. Um, and Epiritismo, and I am initiated in um, Palo Mayombe, which is a Bantu um Practice, um, or known as the Reglas Bantu, or the Orders of the Bantu, and that for me always and in my and in my family lineage, many of my aunts um, and my ancestors they practice the twenty-one divisions, which is um, a version of Dominican Voodoo. Uh So that for me, this idea of um, of plants, of of, of ancestry, of, of of an energetic field, and I want to say this in terms of like my family. It wasn't like outright like you know doing ceremonies and doing baths and doing doing this, but you know you saw the altars, um, you heard the conversations. And and also from a very young age, like I was taking out books for for witchcraft and and all of this Mm -hmm. other stuff. And I was I would get teased by my family, actually. Um, So I, from a very young age, understood this idea of the physical and the spiritual and, and the energetic, even though I may not have had the vocabulary for it so to speak Mm. Mm. so as i have gotten older one of the things that i looked up and one of well first and foremost before i even had like this um this this life crisis um (laughs) i understood that um energetically that i had work to do in and and that i had an auric field right and palo there is the idea of your auric field. And also in, in Lukumi, right? There is the idea of your auric field and that you are picking up things every mm. single day mm. that whether they are you are um, mindful of or unconscious of. Mm -hmm. So you are cleaning yourself actively every day. You clean yourself when you come home, you know, you, you clean yourself before you do certain ceremonies, Mm -hmm. you clean yourself when you feel, when you've been around maybe some vibrations that you feel like, you know, that they just weren't for you or wasn't meshing with you. So, um, so this idea of, of energy is is huge and mm-hmm. there is this saying when sombra buen good shadow um good knowing right and palo mayombe where the idea that your everything comes from the darkness and mm-hmm. you are born with your shadow your shadow right is with you all the time right so and and like we can get into this idea of of shadow work right mm-hmm. shadow work is something that is integral in palo and in, and in, um and I want to say, like, Empalo has its different, um, its different, um, roots, right? So not every, like, Mayombe, Briyumba, Kimbisa, um, and there's a, there's a, there's another one that is is escaping me right now. Um, they're all different. They all have their unique, um, ways of of practicing their um ethnicities that have um come together and conglomerated to make certain lineages and and whatnot. So I just want to pre- preface that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Thank so, you.
1: So, so th- this idea of the shadow work, right, is integral. That we're all one. This, um, that one one thing is not separate from the other. Your physical is not separate from your spiritual. So the shadows and the things that you come in with to this world, right, they're not separate from your physical being and your physical manifestations and whatnot. So. Keeping that in mind, right, and and plant allies, and Palo literally trans, you know, uh, translates to sticks, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The Mm -hmm. the earth, right? The trees, and and it's a very, um, it's a it's a natural um, spiritual practice. We work with the dirt, we work with the herbs, we work with the moon, with the cycles of the moon, we work with the sun. Um, So and there is the idea that medicine is put inside of you right through mm-hmm. the initiation like that you are a walking pot you are a walking universe yourself so mm-hmm. the medicine is inside of you. you can heal yourself mm-hmm. um so and so getting the 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 support from plants right mm-hmm. so within so without that is that extra support that that we use and that we need and that we know that is available to us and that is a resource for us as much as we are ourselves resourceful. So babs, baños are important in my practice and especially with your sexual energy because there are leakages in our energies, in our nets, right, in our in our auric fields when um, it's damaged, right, when there's these holes or mm-hmm. um, when we're not aware of the way that we're taking care of ourselves. So using plants, using herbs to, to regenerate it, to recalibrate our auric field, using plants, using herbs as our teas to for anxiety, for our stress, for our digestive system, mm-hmm. all of these things are important so that we're able to live – a complement with the world mm. and so plants are a huge part even um the yoni steaming right keeping in mind yoni steaming and, and our womb health and the the importance of the herbs that we that we put in there the chamomile or the basil or the the nettles or the rose hips or the hibiscus um so or, all of these different herbs that are one, like mm-hmm. they are, they are it, right? Because the pharmaceuticals that we're getting are these um, isolated imitations of these herbs. Yeah, yeah. So when we're getting, so then some like farm, and I think that pharmaceuticals, they have their place. You know, uh, medications have their place. You know, when they are mindfully, I think, in um, in in tandem with um, natural. Um, Natural remedies. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't stop taking your medication. Um, <laughs> you know,
0: Disclaimer not- there. <laughs> you, know, it's a support.
1: you get what I'm saying? That herbs is a communal way of healing ourselves mm-hmm. because we're getting the whole plant. We're not just getting its cousin. Getting the whole family unit so that it can be in in unison and it can collaborate with our family unit you know what i'm saying so um it's very that right i want two families create a clan and and you know all of this other good stuff and i think it's the same thing applies to the way that we heal ourselves
0: Mm. um Mm.
1: so yeah so herbs mama
0: yeah it's like Uh, number one (laughs) so so much there I'm just like nodding along here about that energy and how it is all about energy and how we have these we have this seepage in our energy and we also pick up other people's energies and such a burden to carry to get rid of that there's so much more lightness there but there is the shadow. I do not deny my shadow self. Um, and I work with, I work with, I'm not saying I'm trying to get some balance, but I, I acknowledge it. And I, and I do my shadow work because it has been there for me and supported me and helped me to become the person that I am now. And it's all a practice. I continue this practice. So that energy work and the idea of like walking, walking, like with the whole universe inside us, like walking with that whole pot of medicine inside us. Yeah. I mean, I've been been a vegan now for over a year or so. Um, And just like when you're saying the plants that we take in and that will support the plants that were within us, it makes sense, man. It makes so much sense. (laughs) Talking about this, this plant world, the universe, the environmental awareness, you said somewhere or something is synonymous with black women's awareness what do you mean by that environmental awareness is synonymous with black women's awareness what does that mean oh well so
1: to me being aware of the environment being aware of the the natural world um, it is synonymous with being aware of black women with being, oh, with, with environmental justice and environmental issues are Black women's issues. Um, one because Mother Nature, hello, right? Yeah, yeah. And let's be clear, right? She black. Don't make This <laughs> Dirt. This, you know, this the the beauty of the dirt, the colors of the dirt, the 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 tree the tree trunks. The so when we are. Um, when we think about right that the black woman is the promo- the primor- the primordial mother of the world right mm. and we think about the world herself mm. right mm. Um, i think that like the like mother nature right it is like it's a, it's almost as if it's um, it's a, a double personification of some sort right where mm. it's the world is physically personified right it is a, it is a structure and then now it's 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 it has created itself in black women so when we ourselves are understanding what's happening in the world what even with corona right mm-hmm. we can very be very much like mommy clean your crown fix your crown you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying because i'm healing myself so we need to be healing ourselves you know i'm purging so we need to be purging mm-hmm. all of the animals all of these beautiful um Um, species that are that are resurfacing that we thought were extinct and um all of the natural rhythms coming back into their flows um into their essence right we need to be aware of those things because that is a testament and that is that is an outside look right a macrocosm of what's happening in our world Mm -hmm. in our own ways so when we think about the world when we think about um even right, um, the global warming, whether you believe it's a real thing or not, right? Uh, even that, right? Like the heat that it that is around Black women and Black women's issues, and how hot it has been getting, how how much of a hotbed it has been for us historically here, and 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 how it's been heating up. Little by little, whether it's through the media or whether it's through women um, on the streets fighting, right? These, like, two huge po- po- polarities, right, where we're mm-hmm. seeing women in this epitome of what it is to be feminine or whether this uh, feminine and sexy. And then, the mm-hmm. like, this, like, epitome of seeing women being masculine um, and aggressive on the streets while they're leading these protests. Mm-hmm. So I think that when... And then we see those extremes with um, these species coming out of extinction and this beauty and this femininity and this essence. And then we also see like on the other end of things, um, women still being murdered and the lack of, um, the, the lack of visibility that there is on um, black women's issues and things of that nature. So we're seeing that the world is expressing itself and it's expressing itself through, I think, the issues of black women and black families, because I think that mother nature is a black woman. So when we understand what these, what these, what these, um, what this, what these ideas are, and also knowing that we need nature, we need that's so that we can continue to go in and get our plants so that we can go in and harvest our calendula so we can go in our and harvest our red clover so we can go and harvest our tomatoes or your berries wherever you get them wherever you are listening to this you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying Mm -hmm. like understanding that and understanding that as black women we have been the healers of our homes Mm -hmm. and that we have remedied with our gardens you know and Mm -hmm. we have remedied you know with the sea and with the ocean and when we understand those things and understand that it is important that we ourselves continue to preserve our medicine here on this world, mm-hmm. then by nature we're, preser- we're preserving ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, so that's that's really kind of like that idea for me that if <laughs> if the world is black, Mama, <laughs> then environmental issues are all us, you know. So <laughs> that's why this podcast is like yes, Herb- see <laughs> C- Love. It makes and that a black woman is. Come on, y'all yeah, gotta stop playing.
0: <laughs> that just like has blown my mind, right? Because I am writing about what's happening to the earth and nature and how human beings are exploiting and damaging and and I have said somewhere how they treat nature is how they've been treating black women. But mm-hmm. I haven't actually gone that old hog and said, Hey, Earth Mother Earth is black woman. It is a black <laughs> woman. I haven't gotten that old heart. And then to hear it there, it's like, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you, because that's so much wisdom and power there. Yeah. Just the last a couple of things. The idea, because it's, it's about, we're saying Mother Earth, black woman, black woman's body, in a sense, and what's happening, mm-hmm. That that idea of, the violence, the exploitation, it's heating up and stuff that's heating up around women's issues. So to have that said, that we are powerful, that we are beautiful, but to have also wrapped up in there, as I've said before, so much shame and repression and and it is because of the society that we're in that we are comparing ourselves to that ideal of beauty, that standard ideal of beauty, and um, and it wasn't until I was spent some time in the Caribbean because my family's Trinidad and Tobago and Barbados on the Caribbean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, till till that I got a, a feeling of being well, they they said prime. I was prime, yeah? I was a black woman with meat on, my bones, and I was prime. Um, And to feel that is like, I know, it's not, I shouldn't be getting my worth or value from somebody else's gaze, but to be in a world or a society where that is the norm, where it's not something that you have to hide or feel uncomfortable or ashamed about, it was like a moment of realization and flipping how i've always been living and i get mm. i get moments like that when i'm thinking hey you know my body is usually in the sea right usually in the sea and it's like oh my <laughs> gosh oh you are so beautiful but you're not just looking but because what you allow me to do that sort of thing so where am i going with this this idea of like you work we've talked about you know sexual repair and and, an intimacy guy but you work with women to get not just literally physically back in touch with their bodies but you Mm -hmm. but spiritually um emotionally and like i've been off social media but when i popped on i saw that during august that you had something that was um you were asking the question have you touched your vulva today (laughs) yeah Uh, and it was creating that space for self-exploration of our bodies yeah Yeah. and going with that shame and all that repression and you know being brought up with in my family is because like there was shame you just didn't touch yourself you didn't touch yourself you didn't find out about your body what gave you what made you feel good just make you feel good and that is translated into if you can't do that in your body then it's translated into everything else it's like all right then what go doing doing something that makes me feel good it's like you don't do it you just don't do it, do you? you? Don't do things that give you pleasure, yeah. So can you just, you know? And you mentioned about the herbs that you can to be, to you be, your yoni. Is it yoni? Is that how we pronounce it? Yoni. Is that how you yeah, pronounce it? Vulva. Yoni, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And I just, you know, initially I'm thinking, oh no, oh <gasps> like that, <laughs> you no. Know? Like, oh, and then I was thinking, well, we're gonna have to talk about it. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to say the words vulva <laughs> vagina you know that's i love it <laughs> I and that. this is like this is for me pushing the boundaries you know so yeah so i'd just like to talk a little bit more about that about being in touch with our bodies and it doesn't have to be in a sexual way but in a sensual way and that distinction because i feel i feel that's it i feel and it's through the senses like i've got a breeze coming through my window And it's caressing my arms, and it's like, oh wow! And it is. It's like, thank you, because I'm feeling it. I'm in my body, and have more moments like that. I'm, I'm just grabbing, grabbing them, because I'm alive. Talk to me, Betsy. Talk to me. (laughs) I'm
1: like, I'm. First of all, I'm like, I'm trying to feel the breeze with you because it just seems. Right. Like that orgasmic space. Right. And um, that is that's the part where how do we sensually liberate ourselves so we can envision ourselves in other ways? Because if we're not in our bodies, then it's going to be very difficult to live in our lives, to live our lives. and. I, I think, you know, I, coming from the Caribbean myself, from the Dominican Republic, Haiti, something that really stuck out to me as I began to really examine um, who taught me how to touch, mm. right? How did I see touch growing up? Because for me, if it's very, no one really touched, right? You only, and I was only being touched in these very sexual
0: mm. ways.
1: Mm so if so the, so imagine right like if you touch me, then I think that you may want to initiate something with me that this is a little bit like crossing the line like people like i don't we're not intimate, so why are you touching me? i didn't really see my mom um have um physically intimate moments with other men, you mm-hmm. know, um mm-hmm. in terms of like um like just like sitting down and, 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 and after a while, because I think that my parents, cause I was in foster care after the age of 13. So I think that my, my, my parents and there, after that particular um, um, experience happened in our family, they themselves um, uh, got their own parenting skills and things of that nature. So I think that after a while, when they got the skills of, mm. of, um some level of skill that they I saw them in my adulthood touching more. But beforehand, that like for me, if you were I didn't touch people, i I just that that wasn't happening in in this friendly way or if I was touching you and you were a male, chances are you were a gay man, right? um i and and i um and I dated women for. Up until the last five to up until the last five years of my life, I only dated women because I didn't know how to be physically intimate, be physically intimate with heterosexual men, without those boundaries. But I still wanted to physically be intimate. But when you are when you have these ideas of uh, when we don't talk about sex when we don't talk about what does that look like in our pleasure and what does it feel like to be in our bodies and we're cut off from our bodies you you know this is below like we are at the tip of the iceberg we're living uh, literally at the tip of it you're you know you said that you know i'm grabbing at these moments right but pleasure is a practice mm. but we didn't we i never knew that pleasure was a practice and that you know practice makes pleasure so the more mm. that we practice relishing, right, and, um, and sitting in those moments where we feel the breeze and, and understanding how do I like to be loved outside mm. of the bedroom, you know, mm. sensual in your being, not just in your bedroom, mm. right? How are we sensual in our everyday lives? How mm. are we um, experiencing that breeze? How does that cup of coffee taste? Mm. Um, how does, you know, rubbing, you know, your fingers through your hair mm. um, feel and also, um, how many times do you touch your vulva or acknowledge your vulva, acknowledge your breasts, acknowledge your ass mm-hmm. without it being in a situation of that is biological functioning, right? But that is just human relating. How are you humanly relating to your body and to yourself and to your whole self so that, um, and this is why like in the sensual um, workshop, I asked for us to touch our breasts I ask for us to touch our ass. Mm-hmm. I ask for us to touch our pussy. I mm-hmm. ask for us to touch our toes and our shoulders and every part of your body because I don't believe that we're making f- full body decisions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I'm like I, with my whole being, really. But did you ask your pussy though? <laughs> it, was your that decision? the part of that decision? Were a part of that decision? Mm-hmm. It, and and that's important because if your if your womb and your your vulva spacing that's creation right if life is literally created there mm. decisions are literally created there just energetically so are you really making these decisions are you really um is your is your whole body really with it though yeah. or are you just kind of like come on we're going for a ride because my mind was like um so i always encourage women um if you can 10 seconds every day whether it's before you go to bed or and i encourage you, even when you start your day off right and you put on lotion in your body or whatever it is that you do maybe you don't i don't know but when you are drying yourself hold cup just cup cup your make, make let's make believe that this is your 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 mumbus your you know your clips. So you take your other hand. You cut grounding. This is grounding your vulva, grounding your pussy. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: 10 seconds, five to 10 seconds, even if it's one to three seconds, just hold. Just, just, I acknowledge you. Yes. You do that for just one second, like every day. One second, I acknowledge you today. Hold your breath. And I, I acknowledge you today. And every day for one second, if we can make that that point to acknowledge ourselves and make that practice for one second Mm. i guarantee you like this is not even like i can put put my bet my bottom dollar on it that this is going to shift Mm.
0: your relationship with your body yeah 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 but then how you also take your body out into the world and relate to everyone else yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, you put you put one. You bring your energy follows your thought. Mm. We're not worried about right, like in the. We're not worried about our pinky, you know, every other day. But if you start thinking about your pinky, you're gonna start feeling every everything. Sensation. Everything. Everything. Same thing with our pussies. The same <laughs> thing with our breath, Same thing with our ass. Yeah. Take a, take four. Shit. Five deep breaths. One for each breast. One for each ass cheek, and one for your whole pussy. Five deep breaths into visualization, and it's yeah, it's just the beginning, right? Because yeah, it's yeah. it's small increments, small moments that we're touching base because we have we've lived our lives without it. yes i'm never gonna be like jump off the cliff no yeah yeah yeah
0: but it is you're saying it's a practice and also we give we give our body so freely to other people but we deny ourselves our body so yeah that makes so much sense thank you (laughs) thank you and Oh, Uh, you talked about Dominican Republic and thought you were going to be there during this time, but you're still in New York. Yeah. I've never been to Dominican Republic. I'm, I'm thinking it's abundance, abundant with the natural world there. First of all, describe what's Dominican Republic like? And then how have you been finding those those moments of nature bounty filled abundance in new york during these times well the
1: dominican republic is definitely very abundant um and you know uh, us um having a, a caribbean heritage caribbean culture um i think that there is this beautiful um like this beautiful relationship with our sensuality and our sexuality and with abundance, even though let's not get it twisted, right? We have our moments where um chocan, which is like they they come up against each other. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'm just you know, you think in I think in Spanish. Um, <laughs> so for me, um the the abundance of of, of people, of generosity, um, mm. of the plants and of the thickness of the air is abundant you know mm-hmm. what i mean the sun is abundant you know mm-hmm. and so for how do i find those things here mm-hmm. and buying plants mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. in the music and listening to my merengue and my bachata and and dancing out here mm-hmm. you know in, in my apartment and sometimes you you may find me in the street salsaing from the bodega um because <laughs> you know it's getting cold out, you know, and mm. um, it's easy for to, to start not seeing the abundance in the changing of seasons,
0: mm. right? Yes. So,
1: yes. for me, um, as you know, things are kind of, you know, taking place. The, the seasons are changing, and I'm I'm still here. I'm really just finding the the beauty and and the abundance of the Dominican Republic and in my own neighbors you know in my own neighborhood um, New York you know in, in New York we do have the beautiful opportunity of of being around different people and um and different and you know my building is full of Dominicans and and other Caribbean people and from Latin America and and mm. whatnot so I you know I, I live in a, in in a little its own Caribbean its own Latin America you know Mm. what I'm saying Mm. so that's always nice but I definitely try to try to you know keep the Dominican Republic and the abundance of the Caribbean in you know in the flowers you know in my altars you know around my home um and also like in my music like that's huge to to have music that is still reminiscent um, of the Dominican Republic and my family
0: and stuff, so that's like how I'm, cool. <laughs> you know? lovely and my coffee. coffee, yeah, is coffee, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Um, so the final thing here is, is um, it's a quote from Oprah Winfrey, um, and within it is there's a question. The quote is: "It is confidence in our bodies, minds, and spirits that allows us to keep looking for new." adventures upper Winfrey. Mm. So my question to you is like what new adventures are you sowing the seeds of or thinking about? Oh you know and <laughs> and you know the the world is your oyster in a sense. What yes. you, yeah <laughs>
1: Um, What a beautiful quote. I love me. Oprah, man. Oprah. (laughs) Um, I love me some Oprah. She changed my life. Um, What am I sowing? So I am uh, sowing the seed of a podcast as well. And I'm really, really excited to... Be in contact with another amazing woman who is putting herself out there in that space the way that you are. So I just want you to know that you are inspiring me to to push forward and to to move forward with this. Um, so thank you very much. Thank so, you. And, <laughs> so that's what I'm, I'm working on. It's called Sexually Reparenting Myself. Um, and I have episode zero up. Um, on an anchor so I'm like so now I'm in the in the space of um, recording um, the some more podcasts and just you know to start putting them out which is why I was also kind of like a way trying to streamline things mm-hmm. um, in a way that is going to be sustainable um, and uh, dependable mm-hmm. for for um, the the women that want to co you know co-heal and and co-create you know Mm. um with each other so yeah so that's where I'm at but right now sexually reparenting myself is something that it's really been a labor of love (laughs) and um I'm really excited to to share it so um the episode zero is up so um
0: and that's on anchor that's what you it's said on Anchor. So, so can
1: Find it there.
0: <laughs> and do you do you have links? Like, do you have a website? Do you have some blog? You know, tell us about your Instagram oh. handles. It's, it well, will be okay. in the show notes, but it's good to hear it as well from your voice.
1: <laughs> okay, this is cool. You know, this, getting grounded in like, this is you know, this is my life's work, and and being and honoring that. Mm-hmm. So um, my, you can find my my personal page, my body of words. Um, and for more on how to support yourself um, through your recovery of sexual abuse at Papaya Om. And if you want to hear about where this all started back in 2013, mm-hmm. um, my my original blog, buildingbusy.blogspot.com is up where you can find a bunch of my personal essays um, from 2013 you know um up until like 2016 2017 of, of my experiences i'm um, healing with this if you like to read
0: <laughs> that's awesome. um, but, yeah. thank you and have you got any um workshops coming up or anything oh
1: yes um so i do have <laughs> look at you thank you so much you're a gem and um, i have coming up Uh, in October, I I still don't have the date, but in mid-October, I do have my second um, seminar called Tú no te gobiernas, you do not govern yourself, which is a term that we use um, that you hear a lot growing up in the Spanish-speaking Caribbean and Latin America. Um, You do not govern yourself. So it's a seminar on being a black uh, adult survivor of sexual abuse um, while living in America and of Caribbean um, heritage so that's gonna i i'll share with you the thing but it's the second week of october for right now um and you know look at papaya if you want to get the date on that
0: (laughs) cool lovely thank you it's been so lovely speaking to you betsy thank you you so so much. much so much and
1: fun. thank you mamita you are <laughs> oh my god i can't wait <laughs> i cannot wait to, to see this and to you know to continue to create more with you yeah i'm really
0: excited um, yeah it's such an honor so thank you thank you thank you